Amen. Good morning, church. Uh, I think I have to sing instead of preaching. I have some songs. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I preach now? Well, I will say something about this video. Uh, God is doing great things to uh, in um, Honduras with Brian. God is always at work, and that's something that amazes me. And I'm so happy that God is using this church and sends people all over the world. And why am I saying this? Because we have a missionary already in Japan. Did you know that? Jason is working in Japan, and we have a guy in Central America. It's uh, Brian Bohemo. So God is doing something within the church. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, this morning we give you honor, glory, and power. Everything belongs to you, Father. We need your presence today. Holy Spirit, use me to deliver the word from the Bible, from your very throne. In Jesus Christ, and I pray. Amen. We're going to be talking today about praying for the harvest time. Our Lord King Jesus has have commissioned the church to pray for laborers in his harvest. As we read in Matthew 9, 38, and it reads uh, in this way, Therefore, pray earnestly. To the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And this is what I believe. I believe that a, a spiritual revolution is taking place right now because the Lord of the harvest is breathing this prayer upon his church today. If I could be more specifically, I could say that God himself and Jesus himself they are upon our church today. Amen? Today, I have a picture of Jesus and God the Father. And this is in my mind. This morning, I woke up with this. I, I, I see Jesus asking God the Father, Father, do you see the, the world? And the Father answers, yes, son, I see the world. And Jesus is saying, I am raising up an army of missionaries from every church of the entire planet. Father, they will conquer the world for us. And Father, God the Father replies, I know son, this army is even more courageous than David's mighty army. I believe that there is an army of these revolutionaries, crazy guys, raising up today in this valley, in this church. I was amazed knowing that many different churches in this valley, Baptist and not Baptist people, because it's not a sin not to be a Baptist, right? We should call brothers and sisters some other denominations. Of course, we have the better doctrine. <laughs> 
and we're the most humble people among all of the other denominations. But besides that, I think God is raising up all of these people. I was amazed in this conference, um, well, a while back, about ago, like two years ago, many different missionaries coming out of local churches. Why? Because God is sending laborers all over the world from the church, local church. Matthew 24, 14, it says, this, go this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So what we see in here is that Jesus is clearly saying, I cannot return to the earth until every ethnic group in this planet has heard about myself, have heard the gospel of the kingdom. If Matthew 24, 14 has not occurred, the church must keep practicing Matthew 9, 38. If we preach the gospel, we need to preach the whole uh, uh, gospel, the complete gospel of what we're preaching. And the context of this Bible verse that I'm preaching on, it's, uh, you know, Jesus Christ talking to the disciples, looking at all of these crowds and saying, there is a great need of me in the world. People without faith in Christ are like sheep without a shepherd. No matter how goal-oriented and self-assured they seem. And this is the real problem right now. People look like they got it. They have it. There is some cultures in the world that it's impossible to reach them out if the Holy Spirit will not prepare the way. And this, that's exactly what is happening in Japan. The Japanese people, they are very intelligent. The, the culture, uh, uh, the whole culture, it's so uh, well structured that sometimes they forget about God. You don't know, but I'm telling you, the Japanese culture has the highest suicide rate. Why? Because being self-oriented is not enough. They don't know the Lord. This Bible passage in Matthew, in, uh, um, Matthew 9.38 tell us about the great need of the people for Jesus. It tells us as well that we need to have a compassionate love for these people. We need to have compassion. I was trying to explain Pastor Daniel yesterday about this word. Compassion, it's a Greek word, and this word, it says, with a lot of passion, with lots of love. And in Spanish, this word, this word is very easy to read. Compassion with all of your love. And that's exactly what we need to do when we pray for the people. We need to see the potential of these people's conversion. And here is the best part. The harvest that we are expecting, the harvest that Jesus Christ was proclaiming 20 centuries ago, it was almost impossible for us. But let me tell you something. What is impossible for you and for me to do is not impossible for God. 
with God, help us sheep become a plentiful harvest. And I would like to say that, number one, you know what, it's, it's gonna be a short message. So, point number one. We all need to pray earnestly. We must pray for the Lord of the harvest, to the Lord of the harvest. Prayer is the conception of ministries. Intercession is growing or conception in God's presence until God makes them happen for His glory. It's like a being pregnant. A missionary is born when an intercessor asks the Lord of the harvest to send a laborer. If you are a missionary or if you're going to be, and let me tell you guys, God is God. And He has a right to intervene in your life and maybe He will change your plans. If you are a missionary, it's because someone asked the Lord to make you like that. To have that burden for those lost people, likely someone you don't know, you don't even know. If you are a missionary, you are the answer to someone's prayer. It's all about Jesus and making him known all over the world. Only by encountering the deep love and knowledge of Jesus through prayer, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do the work of missions. Missions do not come out of one church who has nothing to do. Missions comes out of God's throne who is sending His Holy Spirit to, to empower the people and to look for all of those nations, all of those peoples who do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. As we take the church to where it's not, Jesus begins to hear His name sung in a language, in a tongue that has never heard before in heaven. And this is what amazes, amazes me the most. God Himself hears what we sing, what we pray, what we do for His name. Years ago, I was preaching in a kind of like a large church in Spanish. That's my native language. And they had a beautiful worship team. I'm telling you, uh, in terms of music and um, performance, it was number one, top number one. So I was talking to him and I was preaching about David. And I was preaching about David, I said, did you know that God himself gets delighted when he listens those worship teams, those peoples among the earth who sings from the heart in the spirit to, to heaven? And they were, they were more, um, you know, charismatic, uh, Pentecostal. They were like, yeah, amen, bro. <laughs> and I said, then I said, I hope, I wish God heard what we were singing today. We need to understand that God gets delighted when we pray, when we go out, when we put our heads or hearts into His Word, into His will. 
the Holy Spirit is now awakening the hearts of young men and women all over the earth. And he is creating expectation. Expectation is necessary for Jesus to return. He is coming back for a bride that he has made herself ready. And expectation is a part of the preparation of his coming. I'm excited. I'm excited that Jesus Christ is coming. I can't wait until he comes back, until he returns. And you know what? I have this idea in my head again. I have, you know, in my heart something like Jesus is just waiting and waiting to return and pick up all of these peoples in the world who claimed being saved by the glory of, of, of his blood so i am just expecting for he to come back and i i tell you something that very day the evangelism will stop and the worship will start worship is what is ultimate missions will cease but we will worship our Savior forever. Let us make our goal to partner with the Holy Spirit in prayer. And He will finish off His work in our lives, in our churches. The key of all missionary success is prayer. The victories in Japan with Jason. The professions of faith in Honduras with Brian. Those peoples in Puerto Rico being helped and preached. Everything started right here when we pray. The home church on her knees fasting and praying because we need to do that. Jesus said that nothing will go out if we don't pray and fast. It's when the home church pray and fast. This is the great base of every spiritual supply. We can give away one million dollars to the IMB without prayer is worthless. We need to give first from ourselves. Number two, we all must either send or go. Yes, we all need to pray, but as John Piper said, we can go send or disobey people still need to go to cross cultural boundaries some of which have never been crossed people still uh, need to send to make ways for the others to go it's a partnership when where some will be senders and some will go all will pray some will send and some will go those are the options that are implied in Matthew 9. And those are the options we have before us. Our sending may happen through our prayers. Twelve disciples are, are being sent by Jesus to the world, but it's not enough. It's only the beginning. There is a great need for more pastors, teachers, some more missionaries that should go and preach to those flocks. Who are discouraged and exhausted. I will share something that I shared this morning in the first service about some pastor, local pastor. Uh, he did a uh, block party in some local um, um, 
park. He was preaching almost 200 people and they heard the word of God. Many of them, I think 20, 30 people uh, received the Lord. And my friend, he was very excited looking all of these people, you know, receiving the Lord. All of these people being uh, open to, to listen to the word of God. And when he was sharing all of that to me, in my heart, I knew it. That's the answer of my prayers. Because I have been praying for a great revival happening in this valley. So he is excited and everybody's happy. And he's looking a seven, eight years old boy being in, in, in this group of the people who received the Lord. He's excited, he's happy, and he's going back to mama. Mama, it's back there, you know, way out, uh, way out. Uh, where the other people were and so this little boy go back to her and he is going excited so this pastor look at him and he goes walking after him uh, after he gets his uh onto his mama's place uh, this little boy is like mom this is great this is this is amazing and the mama she's not happy she's actually like yeah 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 and, and this pastor come after the boy and greet her and say oh i'm so happy your boy made the great decision ever he received the lord and then she said who cares i don't care about the church church stinks with that i'm trying to tell you something you don't know how many different people I have found in 13 years in Roanoke, in the valley of Roanoke. People who are hurt from churches, leaders, and from themselves. And they are like sheep without a shepherd. We need to reach them out for the Lord. We need to tell them that we have a Jesus-centered church. We need to tell them that we have the solution. The solution is not only with those professional people who, who, who those, those kind of counseling time. The, the, the answer is Jesus Christ. The answer is right here. And I see that they come in when this church is, is extending ministries to the community where kids will come to listen what we have, the message we have, because they are anxious to, to be fixed. We live in a crazy culture. This world is not the same. It's worse than 50 years ago. It will not get any better. If we don't preach the gospel, if we don't go to tell them they will not get well get they will not get well or better just because times goes by it's because we go closer to him and that's exactly what, what we're trying to do this is a prayer that i found and i love it and i would like to read it for you uh, it's been called a prayer for missions. I think we have that. God of truth and love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, hear our prayer for those who do not know you. We ask that they may come to a saving knowledge of the truth and your name may be praised among those peoples of the world. 
sustain, inspire, and strengthen your servants to bring them the gospel. Being fresh buyer of wavering faith, sustain our faith when it is still fragile. Continually renew missionary zeal in ourselves and in the church. Raise up for new missionaries who will follow you to the ends of the world. Make us witnesses to your goodness. Full of love, strength, and faith for your glory and the salvation of the entire world. I'm going to be closing with some event that happened a couple weeks ago. For years, I was doing a volunteer chaplain uh, work in Roanoke City Jails and also in Roanoke County Jails. Maybe, I would say, seven years I stopped doing that. I didn't see any future. Even when I got a lot of those guys out of the jail in my Hispanic ministry, I was like, well, it's not working well. Maybe I should stop doing this. A few months ago, the Holy Spirit talked to my heart, and he asked me, why don't you go to the jail? And I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm busy. I have a new job, you know. Pastor Daniel thinks that I need to be doing a lot of uh, missions, uh, projects, and you know, I don't have time. Once again, he spoke to my heart, and the Holy Spirit told me, why don't you go there? I went there, called, oh, Eric, please uh, get me into the jail. He asked me, do you, do you want to live in jail? No, I don't want to live in jail. I just want to, I just want to do my Bible study in jail. And he helped me, and uh, I went back to the place. Only two guys showed up, and they were not Hispanics, you know. Next time, there were four. And the way I think they were inviting the others, they were like, let's go and make fun of the Hispanic guy. He speaks fun, you know. <laughs> so maybe they, that's why the next time I have only two, and the next time, that was a week ago, I had nine. In this process of meeting all of these guys who made the one choice and the right in the wrong time, I met a guy who was skeptical. He was not happy in the beginning of my uh, Bible study. By the end of the uh, uh, talking, um, study, he asked me, what What church are you working for? No, Ronald Baptist Church. And he said, what was that? And you know my pronunciation, no, Ronald Baptist Church. Oh, the one across the street from the Nissan dealer? Yes, that's the one. I was there. Uh, when did you work there? Uh, 11 years ago, my best friend died. And I'm like, what is, who, who is that? Tyler? He's like, yeah, Tyler, how do you know that? I was there. And he's like, I was there too. I was the teenager in front of all of them, touching the gasket. I'm like, I remember that guy. That guy was crying too bad. That was me. And this is what he said. I want to change. I don't know how. I can change all of the mistakes I have made already. And I said, well, I know a guy. You can try You have nothing to lose. I asked him, do you have a Bible? No, how could I get one? I brought a bunch of them. To make everything short, he brought, like I told you, five more guys. And am I talking about myself? How great I, how great hope is? No, I'm not. I'm talking about you. You're praying. God is answering. God always 
answer prayer. We must pray to the Lord of the harvest. We all must either send or go. It's all about knowing Jesus and making him know in the world. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray right now for all of those brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, cousins, neighbors. Even I will pray for your boss. All of those who are not saved. And my prayer is this. That God will use you to tell them how great Jesus is. I'll be praying for salvation. I'll be praying that all people over the earth will know Lord Jesus, King Jesus. I will pray that none of them will go hell. And I'll be praying for that to happen. Would you please stand? Can you help me play some uh, music? What I said, I see about the revolution happening. I really do believe that it's something that we will see soon. Our sons, our daughters, they will be called by the Lord to do something special. We need teachers, we need engineers, we need uh, new guys in the Supreme Court. We need pastors. We need missionaries. And God is doing it. God is the most excited person of all of these things being happening in this place. Would you please close your eyes? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I want to present that brother of mine, that sister, that son, that daughter, that great granddaughter, that grandson who needs you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you can open the eyes of the heart for they to see the beauty of Jesus Christ. For they to see that Jesus is the answer of their problems they have. Father, I pray this morning that you can let us see that this amazing thing is happening. Not only in the world, but here at North Ronald Baptist Church. Father... I do proclaim a new time where you will use us, where you will pick us, and we will be going all over the world, all over the valley, and tell them the, about you, Father. I pray that you can be delighted when we teach, when we preach, when we sing, 
when we go. And Father, thank you because you are an amazing God who are making everything ready for the Lord Jesus Christ return. In whom we pray. Amen.